The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. You can tell this, but we don't show prep, so... <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, yeah. No, I, do, I just barely make it in. <laughs> you know, I'm sure you can tell. But you know, <laughs> I mean, let's, let's, let's put the cards down on the table here. Bobby Hurricanes, yeah, you know the name already, it's Merced, ha ha, it's a six-rig cane show, can't forget the name though, got jazz, blue vision, DJ break the game code, ain't no changing up, ain't no breaking up, real port alive from the Hall Ride Stadium, ball 14 for the orange or green, we see the six-rig champs, it's more than a dream, this is life on the field, beyond a hundred yards, a hurricane that's never still put a damage to the squad, the six-rig cane show, the six-rig cane show, the six-rigs cane show, you know, What's wrong with us? We're Miami Hurricanes fans. Welcome to the Six Rings Cane Show, a show dedicated to Miami Hurricane sports, featuring the legendary Larry Bluestein, Jazz Santana, Vish, and Danny Gillette. Let's go, Canes. Blue, let's talk a little bit of recruiting before we get on out of here. One big name that um, we keep hearing about recently. Now it's out there. He's, he's visited a couple times. They created a big trophy to pretend like we had a rivalry with Louisville after they screwed up the no, scheduling. No. We're done. We're done. <laughs> that annual thing, that ain't a- annual anymore. Nope. Yeah, no, it's, it's once every five years. Go ahead. Yeah, pass, the, pass the boots back and forth. It's all good. It's all good. But, uh, yeah, uh, you know, we've had some some pretty good uh, visits uh, recently here with, with some players, some silent visitors, of course, as well, that have been on campus recently for the games. But one that keeps – popping up uh, and this is a big one i think in my eyes because it does one of two things it, it, well it does two things excuse me it you know uh, it, it's a, a potential flip from another big school but the other guy that's committed to that school as well could you know is another guy that's maybe getting talked about you know getting talked in the ear about a little bit more as well that's hard but however you know it's going to be hard to flip however uh the guy i'm talking about it's out there it's in the open now so we can talk about it but um uh, jordan lyle has been you know on campus three different visits three different times and probably more than that uh he's a kid you know you know nice size kid six feet you know six foot 180 pound back um very quick very shifty plays for one of the top programs in the country again at st thomas um but most importantly, he's committed to Ohio State right now. 
Uh, and he's a kid that a lot of people are continuing continuing to talk about uh, as a potential flip to the Miami Hurricanes. And l- listen, we're talking about bringing in not only uh, Hellcat, right, and Chris Humphrey Wheatley, but but and Kevin Riley, who's uh, probably the top back in Alabama, one of the top backs in the country as well. But now you're also talking about bringing in another big time uh, running back uh, in Jordan Lyle. I mean, if you're committed to Ohio State. Um, that's that's big time to me. Talk to me a little bit about what you've seen out of Jordan Lyle, his game, how it transitions, how how it how it makes sense for him as a potential flip to the Miami Hurricanes. Wouldn't you be excited to have a kid like that on board? Yeah. Oh no, definitely. Big time player, uh, hard runner, quick, doesn't go down on the first hit from his belt from his belt buck, uh, buckle to his knees. Uh, you can't just hit him there. You'll bounce off. He's just uh, got great hips. He's fluid, um, sees the field extremely well, catches the ball out of the backfield. Really good young man, too. So that only adds to the to the lure of, uh, of like you said, one of the best programs in the country. And uh, I got a chance to watch um, Hellcat on Saturday. Uh, before I went to the Miami Virginia game, they played uh, in the morning, and um, they had him in a position that I think that a lot of people may be surprised. But uh, he comes aboard here. Obviously, he's going to be looked at as a running back. But uh, they had him in the secondary, Interesting. and he was pretty fluid in the secondary. He breaks on the ball extremely well, so shows you a little bit of an option. You know, I mean, nowadays uh, you may get on the field quicker especially with that list of running backs that Miami has. And I don't think anybody realizes if Citizen comes back healthy, he's a whole different level back, whole, whole different level back. Yeah, I mean, He's one of those guys go, holy mackerel, where did you get him? Yeah, I watched him. I watched his film in high school. And kid's a different level kid. He's got a gear to him. Um, yeah, so – Miami's got some options, and I think that Jordan definitely, if he makes that move, I think a lot of these kids are learning <clears throat> that the recruiting process is a big sales sales job. So you're you're going to be told everything in the world before you get there, and then when you get there, it's stark reality. Yeah. You no, know, I hate to keep bringing up the Brandon Innes name, but Brandon was Brandon Innes is in Miami. He's playing this year. And maybe one of the best receivers on the on the group, but goes to a place where you got a for sure early first round pick and a bunch of other kids, and you get lost in the shuffle. And they've already signed four for next year. So um, yeah, you gotta you gotta really. I think that these peop, these kids should understand the recruiting process a little bit better than mom and dad too, because you know as well as I do is if you go someplace. And you just come fresh off that visit to Tennessee or Alabama. You're going to, oh, man, I'm going there. Because they have every amenity in the world. They take you down the hallway, see all those national championship trophies. You know, oh, look who decided to come by today. He's got an off week. Uh, he got uh, one of the best running backs that they we've ever had. You know, so the recruiting process is a big sales job. I just think at the end of the day that these kids want to come to be a part of something that's very special. And I still think that this is such a work in progress. And the reason I was late tonight, I had a, a talk with a, uh, a power five head football coach and we, he kind of agrees. He says, Miami's just, 
just a sleeping giant. And he says they had such a terrible roster the last couple of years. It's just taking time just to, you know, get depth uh, at different positions. And uh, he said when they do and they return to that depth, and he says you look at who they're recruiting, he definitely feels, too, that uh, Miami's moving in the right direction. And, and these recruits are going to understand that to be part of something special, you got to be a big cog in it. And you've got to be part of that something special. And you look at like the other day, I mean, you know, you hear you have a running back that uh, gets pushed into the end zone and he was in a press game, press conference at the end of the game. And he says, I got to thank Jesus for putting me in this spot to be here. I made the right decision. So you hear that. They expressed, I mean, if you hear the whole coaching staff after the game, <laughs> that's what they kept emphasizing was recruiting. The recruiting is working. The recruiting, the recruiting. Oh, yeah. They kept mentioning it. And that's yeah. that's on purpose. If people don't realize it, that is on purpose. They are doing that to send a message to all the kids that want to play here. Yeah, yeah. Want to play here or they're, they're committed somewhere else. Uh, they're sending a message out there. And I Yeah, think no, I agree. Imagine how strong Jerry Cohen is. He when he popped up uh, on that one play, he threw he he threw him into the end zone like a little puppy. This, I mean, this is yeah. after this is after he pulled he was the pulling yeah yeah guard on that yeah he pulled around wiped out number nine on Virginia just cleared him out oh, of yeah, play to yeah. open that up and then happened to and turn around and see turn around and see see Fletcher kind of stuck at the four <laughs> yard line just one shove everyone's in the end zone oh <laughs> everyone went in with him I mean yeah, yeah it's just. Uh, a, Unbelievable. You know, but no, uh, that's a great effort, though, to, to get outside there and continue to continue up the field. Like, he didn't know Fletcher was there, but no, he didn't. He but he continued up the around. field anyway because a lot a lot of players, you know, they pull around, they make the block, they stop. Right. He kept going up the field, and that's why he was in that. Position. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. There, there are I mean, a couple of questions that Chad, I want to tie into some recruiting talk. So Anthony's asking about the use of the tight ends. We did bring in a very strong tight end class this year. Is this? Not only that, Elijah Lofton is one of the best tight ends. Yeah, so so are we are we at all worried about our tight end recruiting and commits given that we apparently will not throw to the tight end? I think it's a major problem, and I say that every week because come on, as you pointed out, they targeted him three times. And you know, with all the kids that they got that came in in the last group, uh, and they were really, really good. Uh, plus what you have on hand and Arroyo hasn't even been unwrapped. And I hate to see Arroyo following in the same footsteps as Will Mallory, that he's going to be a better pro than he is. It was in college. I don't want to see that. I want to see the kid, you know, get at least some, some opportunities, but if you're Minnesota or you're Iowa, you can almost promise these kids that they're going to get 90 targets a year. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's Iowa my- fired their offensive coordinator. Finally. Yeah, they did. Brian Franklin. <laughs> well, actually, the, the, they have an interim AD who had to do it because Kirk Ferentz is not allowed to manage his son because there's anti-nepotism laws in Iowa. So he wasn't allowed to decide whether to fire him or not. So the interim right. AD had to come and fire his son off the staff. I think that the, the issue with the tight end um, is it's, it's, it's so interesting because you can't blame it on DVD because he had a good rapport with with Will Mallory and Brevin Jordan, some of these guys, you know, some of these other guys, um, he's ha- he's he's thrown to a tight end before, you know, um, and I think that the tight end would be a great gift, uh, a gift gift read, as you like to say, DJ. I think that that's that's the perfect thing, right? 
Uh, especially you got a guy like Rylan Williams who's a stud. He can catch the ball, man. Uh, Arroyo, I, I don't know what I'm going to get out of Arroyo yet because I haven't seen him enough, but he's all world, right? Um, and even when you see Cam, Cam McCormick catch the ball, he makes a couple of plays, man. On the, the only catch that the tight end made this this um, this past weekend, it was a 10-yard gain or an 11-yard gain on, yeah. on a little screenplay that, that – or it was actually a get. It was actually his, his – um, He checked it down correctly, pronounced. Right, that was his, <laughs> it was actually a really good check down, and McCormick got ten or eleven yards. So I think that I don't know. I think it's a Coach Dawson thing right now. I think he's not incorporating the tight ends as much as uh, as he should. But it's also on the quarterback to be able to find him. You know, yeah. and, and well, toss a lot of him. So he's struggling to just get the job done without having to do check downs. Exactly. Well, I mean that the the the, the problem with not targeting tight ends might be the solution <laughs> overall to him forcing the ball into coverage. Like, yeah, come off your right your primary receiver and dump it to the tight end. Get five. Right. Yeah. Those tight ends have been open quite a bit, quite a bit. So and yeah, and Mr. Overdose is kind of attacking on. Too. Yeah, I yeah. Too. You just got to get tight ends that can that can that can stretch. You know, that can play wide. That can play out. Not a traditional tight end position. I mean, you've got the big body tight ends like McCormick that can block, so that's what you're going to use them for. But they're they're going to have to be versatile enough to play like that. Well, then where's Julio Skinner? That uh, yeah, you got Julio Skinner too. <laughs> yeah, he's, 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 he's but he's definitely a flank him out tight end versus a. He is, but he needs to do all the other things off the field before he can get on the field. Yeah, I do wonder, you know, the future of our tight end recruiting if we can't prove that we're actually going to throw yeah. the ball because they don't. These guys aren't coming here to play offensive line, and that's basically what McCormick is doing. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. look at Iowa, for example, McCormick relishes it, but I don't. I'm yeah, sure. no, but he's different. He's like, I mean, we joke about him being he's older, but he's more mature, and he and at this point, he just wants to be on the field somewhere. Yeah. Um. Then the other other recruiting question we got from Pimp Down. How does our quarterback situation affect our, our wide receiver recruiting? Blue, DJ? Uh, Blue, maybe you want to take that. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't think it's going to. I think it's fine. Yeah, because recruiting quarterbacks just fine as well. So I think that wide receivers are going to see that. Yeah. Well, I, I would say just if this is about TBD, they don't care. Um, he's not going to be here. So, he's not going to uh, be here. Yeah, you're right. So it's more – is it we're talking Emery Williams, Shakari Brown, and, and... – well, I, I think what they're what he's talking about is the play of the quarterback now. I don't – which I don't think they care. I don't about think it about. matters. And also, I will say again, if you're not in this micro Miami bubble, the consensus nationally is Miami has a very good quarterback. Right. Yeah. We had, yeah. We, had we had Eric McLean on last week. Check that out on the podcast feed. Jazz and I talked to him, and he was very effusive in his praise for TBD. This is obviously before he did whatever the hell TBD was doing last weekend, right. but uh, which my four year old niece. Went to the game. It was one of her. I think it was her second or third game. Um, and she kept. She calls all of Miami. She just calls when she sees the. She says, "Go Canes." There you go. So she kept, said, "Why did the go? Why is the Go Canes quarterback keep throwing the ball to the white team?" And then later she explained it by saying, "Maybe the guy on the white team was his cousin." Which is as good an explanation as I can think of. She for should any hire, She should be hired immediately. <laughs> Which is, I mean, that's like uh, that's that's that can explain that that like throw it. that got dropped on like the goal line when we were in field goal range to tie the game. I mean, I'm going to, the cousin explanation holds up there, but yeah, but like, I don't think high school recruits aren't watching games like nah, that, nah, like nah, obsessively, nah, nah. like we are, and like oh my god, this guy threw an interception. They also, don't. And again, if you're, and again, if you're a football player, you understand the game more 
then you understand more what's going on play by play, you know, concepts, the reads, a lot more than me sitting here as a fan watching the game say, you suck. I mean, I will get, we get it. We understand it. But at the same time, they see things a little different as well. So you got to take that into account. And honestly, as a player, you're thinking, hey, I can come in and make an impact. I can help them out. Here's where I fit into the system. You're kind of looking like, where do I fit into this offense? And do I fit into this scheme? I think, I think, you know, especially like, like you guys said, Ty Van Dyke's not going to be here for, you know, these wide receiver recruits. I think they're just looking towards the future. Yeah, and, and they'll be fine like, looking looking towards the future. She, yeah, she she has hopped on the show before when I was I think Jasmine and I were reporting a Florida State preview one Saturday morning and she barged in and my niece and, and said got got involved and then we got killed so she's not doing that again. Um, <laughs> and then I guess he clarified here. Um, you know, I think it'll be fine. Moment. No, we'll be. Good. Well, I mean, it is. It, it's 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 Emery, it's Jakari, and it's and it's um, Judd Anderson right now. So I do good think that is that. That that is the light room if you're a, if you're a receiver, but right. you know I don't I think that's probably less of an issue in that because everyone already knows there's someone's coming in and out of the portal. So I mean, how's that and, chicken salad there, Jazz? Is it I haven't there? tried it yet, but I'm chomping at the bit. I'm just waiting for yeah. you guys to. You know, oh, tell me I can eat it, man. This actually holds up. Um, maybe he's maybe he's related to, to Restrepo, and that's why he throws or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fellas. All right. Good seeing you. Um, yeah, make sure you check us out on the podcast as well. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Yeah, we'll have an NC State preview out probably tonight. Yeah. We'll see. We'll have it, uh, yeah, we'll have the NC State, NC State preview out um, soon. But uh, make sure you check us out on Twitter as well, at Six Rings Kings. Uh, subscribe. Hit the like button here on the uh, YouTube channel as well. It's Five Rings of Sports. Make sure you subscribe to that channel and uh, follow us on there. But also – Make sure you download those podcasts. You'll have some exclusive content on there as well. So make sure you check them as out. well as as well as this show and all of our live YouTube shows. I split them into segments. So if you want to just hear one section of it, like you can do that also. Yeah. Like 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 you not really into the room, but you want to hear the TVD discussion. That'll be like a separate episode. Although it leaked all over the entire show today, I'll try to keep it into a segment there where we can. Uh, so we'll that try. Way, we'll try. yeah, I'll try. Um, we're not the most disciplined show. Uh, someone said we don't do show prep, and that guy was probably right. But because um, we try to do show prep, it seems to go worse. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, definitely subscribe to the podcast feed. You'll get these shows chopped up into segments, so you can kind of digest them easier too. There you go. We'll see you guys. Uh, we'll see you guys soon again. But uh, make sure you check us out this week. See you guys. The Six Rig King Show. Yeah. The Six Rig King Show. Yeah. Six rings can't show. <laughs> you know. <laughs>